Hey there, I'm Natalie Abbott, and this is The Dwell Podcast. At Dwell, we help you memorize one Bible verse every month. On our weekly podcast, we talk about what our verse means, how it's challenging us, and about how the God of the universe wants to connect with us in our daily lives. Welcome back to the Dwell Differently podcast. It's your host, Natalie Abbott, and I got my sister Vera today. Happy June. It's actually June 1st. We're really like recording this on the day of the launch of the new verse. We are. And we've already been like delving into this verse quite a bit. So I'm excited to talk about it with you, Vera, and to really like lay it all out there for our listeners and how how it's already impacting us. Um, But our verse this month is from Hebrews chapter two, verse one. It says, we must pay the most careful attention, therefore, to what we have heard so that we do not drift away. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't even have to say it. Mm. No, I know what you're thinking. It's so good. Yep. That's it right there. (laughs) So stinking good. And so so convicting. I can't wait to... I mean, this is kind of a hard thing to talk about. Uh, yeah. It's hard because even as we were like praying about this before we, we got on, it's hard to talk about it without sounding judgmental. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to talk about it from my own perspective. And I'm not going to preach at anybody about their, them. But like for me, I need this verse. <laughs> I think I, I think really need this verse. I need this verse too. I, I will say this, and I'm going to write about it later in the month, but or my, maybe you'll have already read this by the point by the time you hear this. But the other night at dinner, I got out our little like devotional book and I started to read it. And my son Silas said, oh, we haven't read from that in a really long time. <laughs> That's so stinky and funny because we just got out our um, Jesus Storybook Bible. Uh We have three of these in our house. We've been gifted it three times, which I'll take all of those forever. (laughs) They are amazing. And anyway, um, we just got one for preschool graduation. And so I opened it. This was yesterday. And Mm -hmm. my oldest said, Mom, we should read from there every day. I was like, straight to the heart, right there, out of the mouth of babes. Exactly. (laughs) It's true. Like, the reality is that... We the reason this verse is in scripture at all is because we have this tendency to drift, right? We have this tendency. I think sometimes we think about our spiritual life and we think we're we can take a break, <laughs> you know, or oh gosh, things are so busy, or you know, I just can't make it to Bible study for the rest of the semester, or I can't, you know, I'm just gonna not do this or that, or I'm gonna, you know, maybe uh, I just I don't feel like reading my Bible today. And then it, it strings along into two days and three days and four weeks later, you're not reading your Bible. Um, but whatever it is, whatever spiritual practices that you have, like we tend to think that it's like we're walking this path, right? And, oh, we're just going to stop here and then we'll just pick up right where we left off on this path, right? Mm-hmm. But really, it, it's like we're walking on those like fast moving um they're like escalators what are those things called at the airport Mm -hmm. where you stand on it and just like people moves you the magic carpet (laughs) what the magic carpet (laughs) it's like getting on the magic carpet only the magic carpet is going in the wrong direction Mm. that's what it's like 
or it's like it's like you're on the boat. down escalator <laughs> and you're going up or you're on a boat in the river and you're trying to go upstream uh-huh. the minute you lay those oars down the minute that you stop walking on that people mover you're going backwards mm-hmm. you're going the wrong direction although we think that it's like the guy in the path and we're like oh we're just gonna take a break here and we'll just pick right up where we left off but no you've actually moved further away mm-hmm. from the target mm-hmm. right the longer that you sit there in your boat not using your oars the further you drift away yeah. i think we're always moving in some direction we're not ever still or stagnant or like non-changing yeah it's the drift theory (laughs) which is actually like a scientific theory that you know the tectonic plates are all moving all the time so even like the world that seems very firm like it's always moving and we are always moving there is no such thing as stasis and so because there's no such thing as stasis we can't just stop and expect to stay where we are. Mm-hmm. But we do that all the time. Mm-hmm. I do that all the time. So so my nine-year-old telling me, you know, we haven't read from that book in a really long time is like, yep, we haven't. You're right. We should. <laughs> totally. So Vera, what is it that draws us away? How is it that we drift? What does it look like in your life? Yeah. You want it personally? Um, I think it's I mean, very... I kind of. <laughs> I, well, I was going to talk more theoretically, but um, I think personally, it's exactly as you described. It's mostly busyness at this stage of life. But honestly, mm-hmm. the more I talk with people, every stage of life is busy. It's never going to not be busy. I mean, yeah, that's just the way it seems. I talked to my mom, you know, who's a grandmother, and she's like, oh, things are just so busy right now. And then I talk to my siblings who have teenagers, and they're like, oh, it's just so busy right now or little kids, or I'm a student and I'm trying to go to grad school and I'm just so busy right now. I stayed up till 1 a.m. studying for this final and I'm working my way through school. Um, I think we're always going to be busy. And so I think the easy um, answer is for me is like, I wake up and I'm already thinking about my list Mm. and I don't stop and open my Bible, or even pray sometimes. And it becomes a pattern of, um, because I'm working out of my own reserves, I'm exhausted. So then the next morning, Mm -hmm. I wake up still tired and exhausted and feel even more behind with an even longer Mm -hmm. list. And then I pull from my half-empty reserves and don't go to my Bible, (laughs) and I exhaust myself further. And I wake up the next day, and I'm even more tired and now I only have 10% in my reserves and I pull for myself and pull for myself until I remember oh wait a second I have to go back to my source but I think it's it's bigger too I've, I've shared this before on the podcast um, I've said before like if I think of my first baby self Christian and actually this is going to come on as a question to you Natalie because I'm really curious what you oh. think about this so I'm doing some interviewing okay. today Good. Um, Interview away. Okay, so my baby self-Christian, really, really legalistic. Like, I wanted nothing more than to, like, strive really, really hard to follow every rule and be perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did a pretty good job, I would say. Like, very legalistic. Um, and so if I look back, you know, to the, my baby self, or maybe even just 10 years ago, 
there are instances where I would say I have drifted away. I have become more loose Mm -hmm. on certain things. Mm -hmm. How do you know the balance between having a little bit more grace and a little bit more freedom and drifting away? That's a good question. I didn't even prep you for that. No, and you don't have to. I do think that's a fantastic question because I think sometimes that's exactly what we tell ourselves. It's not that we're drifting away. It's just that we are experiencing grace more fully. Um, And so I would say I know the difference from experience in my own life. Uh, I would say, yes, I was a very legalistic Christian when I first became a Christian. Um, I didn't understand grace very what like practical grace i did not understand practical grace i understood like the big picture of jesus paid for my sins but it's kind of like what is that verse that talks about how you know you started off in grace and now you're trying to earn it through works um it's something i think paul says to is it the ephesians maybe i don't remember anyway the idea is that like i understood saving grace i didn't understand practical grace Mm -hmm. for daily living And I think that's really, really significant because what's most profound is that I'm believing what I say that I believe. And if I'm believing what I say I believe, then practically I should be living that out, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I should be wanting to spend time in God's word. I should be wanting to to spend time with God's people. Um, So I know because... (laughs) Because I think when, like the Holy Spirit lives in us, right? He prods my heart to to help me know the things that only I can know, mm-hmm. right? Only I can know if I'm if I'm walking in grace that God grace. has intended for uh-huh. me to have, or if I am walking in sin, right? For me, but for me, it's a sin, right? Yeah. Um, it's kind of like when it, the Bible talks about, you know, food sacrifice to idols and, and, and it says, you know, that all things are clean, but if it makes your conscience feel guilty, right, you know that for you it's a sin. Mm. Don't do it, mm-hmm. right? And so that's the beauty of the Bible and the things that are in it, that there is this tension relationship, <laughs> There is a relationship. There is a tension there because, you know, for for me um, to have a drink of alcohol, for instance, is is not a sin, right? It doesn't bother, not a big deal. But for somebody else, it might be a really big deal. Mm-hmm. And for them to do that and know that what they're doing is, is uh, against their conscience, against what God has told them to do, is like Samson, Right. He was set apart to to follow God, and he wasn't supposed to cut his hair, right? Mm -hmm. That was part of his vow before the Lord. He wasn't supposed to drink, and he wasn't supposed to cut his hair as a Nazarite vow. It's this weird thing. But the reality is, is that for him, it was a sin. Mm -hmm. But for me to cut my hair is not a big deal, right? right? Because I don't feel the conviction about that. So that's, that's the beauty of the gospel, is that there are things that we know for sure are sins, Mm-hmm. right? We know for sure, like going back to my example about drinking, that getting drunk is a sin. 
So for sure, for sure, I'm not going to be doing that. I know when I do that, that that is wrong. But having a drink is not. So what is the, where's the tension there? Yeah. For some people it is. Um, and so that's, that's where you get into this beautiful relationship with the Holy Spirit, which takes us back to, to our verse. Mm-hmm. We must pay the most careful attention, therefore, to what we have heard so that we don't drift away. So who are we listening to? That's exactly right. Are we listening to our own wisdom? Are we listening to are we listening to our own voice that is like trying to say that's not a big deal or that's not a sin or don't worry about it or you know kind of don't even don't even look over there, mm-hmm. Lord? <laughs> right? Or listening to what the world is saying about a particular thing. Um right. I was just listening. I'm trying to remember. It might have been at church a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, actually, it was at church. Um, and one of the elders was preaching, and he was sharing about this particular sin that he had in his life. And he said that at first, the conviction was so strong. Like, he could hardly sit in church mm. that Sunday. Mm. He was so, mm-hmm. like, bent up about it and repentant. And the next time, it was a little less. And the next time, it was a little less until he was completely dull to this thing that originally had like broken his heart. And he was like, I was not listening to the Holy Spirit. I stopped Mm -hmm. listening. I was not paying the most careful attention to what I had heard. And so I think that's an important thing to remember too. It's like, we got to put our, like when we feel that push, I think that it's really important to say, okay, I'm going to take this seriously as best I can, you know. And again, like always, always, always like lathered in grace. Right. Right. Because the good news is that this verse is here for us. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And guess what? We're going to drift away. Yes. Because Jesus knows. He knows. That this is going to happen. That's why this verse is here. That's why it's here. And that, that... that there is grace for us and it's like it's like this like warning flashing indicator on your on your car panel that's like your tire pressure is low your tire pressure <laughs> is low okay now you have a flat tire yeah. right um that's what's this is. it's just this warning this indicator for us to look at and be like am i paying the most careful attention am i drifting away am i am i being introspective and allowing the the word of God to like cut, you know, like the word of God is is sharper than a double-edged sword piercing between bones and marrow and it exposes our hearts and it, it shows us our motivations. And so if that's if that's what it does, if we're if we're paying a careful attention, right, to the God's word, it's gonna reveal those things to us. Totally. So if there's not like a there's not like a black and white answer here. Uh, unfortunately for us yeah well in to fact know, like it, are we drifting or yeah. are we are we um living in grace yeah because i think a lot of times there's this there's this gray area but if we are exposing our hearts to god's word it will reveal it will it will it will expose our hearts and we will see that this is this is our true motivation totally this is really this is really okay or this is really not okay totally well and the thing is too it's it's not as if when I was a baby Christian, I wasn't drifting away. I might think no. that somehow because I was legalistic and following the law to the T, blah, blah, blah. Actually, I wasn't paying the most careful attention to what I had heard. Because if mm-hmm. I was paying mm-hmm. the most careful attention to what I had heard, I would realize that there's there's grace here. There's 
Like there's freedom that you are not walking in. That's it. I mean, like the the Pharisees in the New Testament are the biggest cautionary tale from that type of lifestyle of looking good on the outside and yet being, you know, dead on the inside. Like Jesus calls them whitewashed tombs. I always say that about myself. <laughs> that you're a really good Pharisee? I'm like, Man, <laughs> I would have been a fantastic Pharisee and it would have been horrible. I always like like I'm watching through the chosen. Um and I like my heart breaks for Nicodemus. Yeah. Because I empathize with his story. I'm like, oh man, he didn't get it. Like he wasn't getting it. He wanted to get it so bad and yet he was all caught up. Yeah. I think that's our natural that's our natural tendency. Um when when we are when we're inwardly drifting, I think we we put a lot of um, external shine on everything else, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and th- totally. I think that that's again this this idea of wanting to have hearts that are soft and exposed before the Lord, so that way we can um, not drift away. Okay, Vera, I got one last practical question before we get off, and that is, you know, we're talking about paying the most careful attention to what we have heard. So, like, listening to Jesus, mm-hmm. and, and we're talking about how even before we were talking about having these patterns, right, that we tend to drift away mm-hmm. from those um, spiritual habits, I guess you could say, that kind of help us stay the course. So practically mm-hmm. speaking, what is one spiritual habit that you would like to incorporate right now in your life that you're not doing? Um, it's actually one that I've drifted away from. <laughs> so I started I started the new year doing Terry Lee Cobble's um, The Bible Recap. Yeah. And I was like crushing it for like maybe 45 or 50 days, something like that. And then all of a sudden I got out of habit mm-hmm. and like I get that reminder app on my phone or like notification on my phone, like you're 72 days behind. Oh gosh. Um, it's not quite that many uh, yet, but it's, it's there. a minute. I'm a, I'm a bit mm-hmm. always. Um, but anyway, I really, really like it. Uh, I, I love listening to her um, kind of walk through the scripture and uh, it's, it's hard. I mean, you're starting at the beginning and you're chronologically reading through the Bible. It's not always like, man, that I'm going to take that away from my soul today. <laughs> um, but it's so good to just be in the word and be disciplined in that. Yeah. And, um, part of the reason that I stopped listening is because I lost my AirPods, but I found them. And just yesterday I found them in my, in my diaper bag. <laughs> and let me just tell you i listened to it while i was prepping dinner yesterday and got back into that rhythm i was like gosh i was really missing Mm. this and i i i didn't even know how much so um i think that's a big one for me um i don't care if i you know hit it on day 365 and i did the the whole thing in a year that doesn't really matter to me but um just showing up and doing that i just really value it uh because it's confusing like the old testament is confusing and uh, there's a lot, there's also a lot of beauty in it, but if I, you know, really say, I believe what I believe, I need to know, I need to, I want to know it all. Yeah. You know, I want to keep getting into the hard stuff too. So that's a, a goal I have for myself. What, what about you? Oh man, I would say with my kids, um, we were in such a busy season 
with them busy it that is it's real 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 busy um but i really would like to figure out a good summer rhythm for reading god's word to my kids um I, I just that. love my kids so much, and I love when we read. A lot of times it's after dinner at the table, um, but I I know that that can't always be, so mm-hmm. figuring out other another space for that if I have to. It's interesting, too, because even my older teens, when I open the Bible or I open our devotional book, one or the other, they they don't like they're used to it enough because we've been doing it for years and years that it's not weird to them where they're like rolling their eyes. Like, why are we doing this? So there's already this established pattern. It's just that we've gotten far away from it. So I know that it's not like I'm going to have to fight them to get back into it. It's just a matter of making it a priority and, and finding spaces that if we're not all down to dinner and it's been, you know, three or four days since we've had a dinner together, then where, mm-hmm. where can I do that? Where can I, like, I, can I call them all together and be like, hey, listen, we're, you know, it's eight o'clock. The little boys are going to go to bed in a minute, but I'd love to read this to you guys before we go to bed. I think that that would totally. be great. I think they would let me do that. There's always this like worry when you're parenting teens, especially when they're pastor's kids like my kids, where I just don't want them to feel like they, they had our faith, you know, shoved down their throats, but that it would be a beautiful uh, opportunity that we would present to them that they would long for that and want it. And it wouldn't be a fight. I, I, I don't want to mm-hmm. fight with my kids about those things. So who knows? Maybe my older ones will say, no, I'm not interested right now. And I'll just let them go. But oh, it's just hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't know if you don't offer it. That's right. Know. That's right. So that's my hope. That's my goal. I think that's awesome, Nat. I'm going to do one more thing here, which we didn't talk about. Um, it's a little shameless. It's not shame. Yeah, it's totally shameless. Uh, plug. We have so many people. A few years ago, we did the fruits of the spirit verse. Yeah. Um, we had so many people love that verse. We get asked all the time, like, can I get an extra fruit of the spirit verse? And we're all out. Um, but we've heard everybody. And so we wanted to put something together for families to do this summer as kind of a bonus mm-hmm. um so we've made the fruit of the spirit kit again for families yeah and it's in color so colorful tattoos we heard you there too mm-hmm. so anyway be on the lookout um because we would love for you to get to memorize that verse for those of you who don't know the verse it's all about all the fruit of the spirit like when we have um, the Holy Spirit in us, we have all these things like joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, self-control, all of these wonderful things. Um, and so, yeah, we have that come in for you guys this summer. So be on the lookout. I don't think that's a shameless plug. I think it goes along with what we've been talking about. You know, totally. That's, we're just giving yeah. you an oar for you to use in your boat. <laughs> pick oh pick up that paddle right there. <laughs> Put on your tattoo. Oh, I love it. Well, Vera, it's always great chatting with you. And I thank you so much for just being here today and sharing some some insight, sharing the love with us. Love it. It's always good. Hey, are you looking for a place to connect with other people who are memorizing this month's verse? We got you covered. Guess what? 
we have a Dwell Differently official Facebook group that you can join. And we're over there chatting about what this verse means and how it is affecting our daily lives. So go check it out on Facebook, the Dwell Differently official Facebook group. 